sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. It is a Friday, live right here on the morning after on Sports Grid. Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us all across the Sports Grid network in Sirius XM Channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. I am Ben Stevens. One final show to round out your week and send you into the weekend. A weekend chock full of championships the Stanley Cup final now done with three games as is the 2023 NBA finals with game four tonight in South Beach in the association we will preview everything you need to know all around the two final series that we have and more titles at stake this weekend in Paris the 2023 French Open at Roland Garros the women's final the men's final to be determined with a semi-final match currently now just underway at Roland Garros between Carlos Alcaraz and Novak Djokovic. It's the third leg of the Triple Crown as well. The Belmont Stakes this weekend out on Long Island in New York. A ton to get to over these next two hours. We bring you up until 11 a.m. Eastern time. We start with game number three of the 2023 Stanley Cup Final. The first game the Florida Panthers have hosted in a Cup Final in nearly three decades dating back to 1996 in Florida entered game number three with a change of venue for the first time in sunrise down in an 0-2 series hole it seemed as though for a good majority of the game Vegas would take that commanding three nothing series lead but the man that has had a flair for the dramatic all Stanley Cup playoffs long for the Panthers Matthew Kachuk delivers once again in the final two and a half minutes of regulation Matthew Kachuk knocks in the equalizer for Florida tying the game at two all sending it to an extra session where his teammate Florida's Carter Verhage finds the back of the net to give Florida its first win in this cup final the first ever Stanley Cup final victory for the Florida Panthers in franchise history three to two in overtime last night the Panthers were booked as a minus 132 money line favorite in their first game at home in this 2023 cup final they cash that ticket a total on the rise to six and a half following the offense that we saw in Las Vegas stays under even with that extra session the Panthers have had that flair for the dramatic all postseason long namely with Matthew Kachuk but as a team the Panthers a perfect seven in O in OT throughout this Stanley Cup postseason run in fact dating back to the regular season the Panthers have now won 10 consecutive overtime games it was the Panthers that got on the board first scoring early in that opening period but then Vegas responds Mark Stone and Jonathan Marcheseau adding another goal. He has scored four goals here in just three games of this Stanley Cup final. He has scored in every game, all three of them, of the 2023 Cup final. Yet he didn't have the shortest price to tickle the twine last night. That was Matthew Kachuk at home. He delivers the equalizer late in that third period, forcing the extra session, and Carter Verhage knocks one in the game winner for the Panthers to win their first game in this 2023 Cup Final 
Once again, it bears repeating. The first win for the Florida Panthers in a Stanley Cup final in franchise history with their first trip to the Cup final in nearly three decades. Goaltending has been a big storyline throughout this Cup final. The success of Aiden Hill for Vegas, Sergei Bobrovsky coming back down to earth after a sensational opening three rounds. First, we welcome in our Sports Grid radio audience here a Friday live on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. I am Ben Stevens. Aiden Hill allowing the most goals he has throughout this Stanley Cup final. Just two in each of the first two games. Three last night, including that overtime winner. The man known as Bob better last night under his save prop of 28 and a half but after a 0.826 save percentage in the first two games of this Stanley Cup final it was big for him to find a little bit more strength as a stone wall there in the Cup final game number three last night we mentioned it Jonathan Marcheseau who has scored four goals for Vegas in just three games is the odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup or excuse me the Conn Smythe award for the MVP of the postseason it's minus 160 but again the man with a flair for the dramatic Matthew Kachuk the equalizer in regulation he is the second best price at plus 380 to win the con Smythe here is Kachuk after the game and how they were able to respond once again we have a lot of confidence in our team to, to produce offense like we've been a top team all year at five on five so um, you know, just because we're playing in the Stanley Cup final doesn't mean we need to change up a whole lot of things. But we definitely had to make some tweaks going into this game that were going to make us more successful than we were in Vegas. And uh, yeah, we definitely were. It took, you know, everybody will probably say how, you know, they were leading most of the game, which they were. But like at the end of the day, nobody, nobody cares how we got here. You know, it's, it's a two-one series. We came into this game just to win one game, and we did that. And, we're going to do the exact same thing going into game four. So just win that one game. A goal and an assist for Matthew Kachuk last night. 11 goals this postseason run. 13 assists as well. So Florida able to capture its first victory in the 2023 Stanley Cup final. Vegas entered last night as a minus 550 series outright favorite. Florida has some hope. Some optimism. Still the underdog. It's a plus 230 number, but that distinction not as large as it was entering game number two. The Golden Knights, a minus 270 favorite to win the cup. More of the morning. Yeah, up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Both of the championship series that we have right now in the NBA and in the NHL have completed three games where the South Florida team finds itself in a 2-1 series deficit. Except last night, it was optimism for the Florida Panthers back on home ice in Sunrise. The first victory in this 2023 Cup Final, the first Stanley Cup Final victory in franchise history for Florida. Welcome back to a Friday Live right here on the morning after on Sports Grid to help us react 
to game number three and set the stage for a Saturday night in South Florida for game number four of the cup final. It is Casey Hudson back live right here on this Friday on TMA an NHL host for the Believe Podcast Network and a studio host as well for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Casey, thank you so much for taking the time once again to join us here bright and early on a Friday, even following an overtime winner last night for Florida in the cup final. Thanks for being here. Of course. Thank you so much for having me again. Funny you say that because as soon as it hit overtime, I'm like, we're going to go to four or five overtimes and then we're going to wake up. But at least I got to talk to you about it. So I was okay. Three hours of Thank sleep would have been fine for, for good hockey. Listen, <laughs> we power through in the playoffs. We power through in the Stanley Cup postseason. And after an overtime game, it takes a while for the heart rate to settle down. Four overtimes is something Florida has already experienced in this Stanley Cup postseason. The man that delivered the game winner in that contest, Matthew Kachuk. Mm -hmm. The man that sent this game to overtime for game number three of the Stanley Cup final. His teammate, Carter Verhage, knocks in the game winner, tickling the twine for Florida's first victory here in the 2023 Cup final. Casey, how would you define the resilience you have seen out of the Panthers on this magical postseason run? Wow. It's a hard thing to define because what they're doing is very magical. It's very unexpected. They're playing some unorthodox hockey in many ways, but it's just the fact that they have that no quit mentality. I know that that was kind of the hashtag for the Rangers heading into playoffs, but I think the Florida Panthers have been the best representation of that no quit. And once this team carries somebody into overtime, it's a scary look because the Vegas Golden Knights were only three and one when going into overtime versus a team that was six and zero and extended that record to seven and zero yesterday. So no quit, I think, is the perfect definition for them right now as maybe cliche as that comes off at the moment the cardiac cats to say the least 10 straight <laughs> overtime victories for florida dating back to the regular season as well on the other side for vegas casey there is nobody hotter right now at finding the back of the net than jonathan marcheseau he has scored four goals in only three games here in the cup final 11 goals in his last 10 games throughout this playoff run for the Golden Knights. He scored last night as well. Carter Verhage, the overtime winner. Matthew Kachuk sending it to that extra session with his 11th goal of this postseason run. Also assisted on the opening goal for the Panthers, his 13th assist throughout this Stanley Cup postseason. So, Casey, as you look at the individuals on the ice last night, who do you think made the biggest impact for game number three? Uh, well, of course, it's got to kind of go to Matthew Kachuk because he helped his team pull off the win. If it wasn't for that clutch goal as the clock was winding down to send his team into overtime, we'd be talking about a 3-0 series lead for the Vegas Golden Knights. Also, I have to give a shout out to Matthew Kachuk because he helped cash in on a plus 260 boost for an assist and a goal. So selfishly, I'll like go that. there. But <laughs> it's Jonathan Marchessault. He consistently responds. He's the responder. So as soon as a team gets any sort of lead, he's the guy that helps keep his team focused and driven and makes those impossible lucky bounces or gets those beautiful shots. So if you look at how many games Marcheseau has leveled the scoreboard, that's, I think, a bigger contributing factor than anything else. Or that's probably why we talk about Matthew Kachuk so much. But Marcheseau has a little bit more consistency and edge there with how often he's done it and the timing in which he's done it for his team. 
Consistency for Jonathan Marchessault, no doubt. Dramatics, that goes to Matthew Kachuk. Once again, <laughs> four game winners for Florida in this postseason run. Three of them in overtime, his 11th goal of this postseason. Sending game number three to that extra session. So right now, it's the two guys we just referenced right there, Casey, atop the Conn Smythe Award odds board. Jonathan Marchessault, an odds-on favorite at minus 160. His Vegas Golden Knights team still holds that 2-1 series advantage but Kachuk the second best price the best price of course for anybody wearing a Panthers sweater so Casey here we are done with three games in the 2023 Stanley Cup final game number four tomorrow night on a Saturday in sunrise who is your pick at this point to win the Conn Smythe award Oh, I've gone back and forth on this a lot because, to be honest, we haven't seen the Vegas Golden Knights lose back-to-back -back games since round three versus the Dallas Stars. And kind of in a similar fashion, if they do end up losing game four, the Dallas Stars beat them three to two, like we saw last night, and then they went on to beat them four to two. And then after that, the Vegas Golden Knights punished them for it. Uh, other than that, their respondability has been very strong and consistent, especially against high offensive power teams like the Oilers. So I, as much as I want to kind of swing in favor of the Florida Panthers because they'll be on home ice. They don't have the sexiest home ice record. I think the Vegas Golden Knights will make enough adjustments. Statistically, they kind of commanded majority of that game last night once it got towards the end of the first period and all of the second period. So if they come out and make the smallest adjustments, they're the most complete team in all three zones. And I think the Vegas Golden Knights can learn from round three versus the Dallas Stars and kind of uh, collect another win on, on Saturday night. Casey, it's a really good point. Entering last night, Florida was just 4-3 throughout this postseason run on home ice. And really, Vegas had that game. But again, Matthew Kachuk says, all right, time's winding down. Let me step up on the biggest stage in the sport. It was a bounce-back performance, though, Casey, for his goaltender for Florida, the man known as Bob, Sergei Bobrovsky. After he was pulled midway through the second period in game number two, he only allows two goals last night. Yes, under his save prop of 28 and a half, but still stopping 25 shots from Vegas. What have you made of the goaltending battle here between Bobrovsky and Aiden Hill on the other side for the Golden Knights? This has been such an exciting matchup because we've seen Bobrovsky bail his team out of significant significant situations and obviously there were some key saves that took place last night to even keep the Florida Panthers as contenders but it's Aiden Hill who has been the biggest surprise here I think last time you and I chatted we also talked about the fact that Hill has kind of faced less aggression less shots less volume so he's very meticulous in everything that he manages but his defensemen are playing stellar in front of him I think that the Vegas Golden Knights defensemen are playing a stronger game in front of Hill versus the Florida Panthers defensemen in front of Borowski which is why I think we saw Borowski maybe tire a little bit or we saw some of those errors in the previous but I think Hill's not getting enough credit for what he's doing and the amazing saves that he's made. So um, yeah. I would say that when it comes down to the biggest, strongest goaltending, you know, you've got Borowski who's faced 15 more shots or 155 more shots and given up 15 more goals than Aiden Hill. And he's relying on, he's being relied on so much more than Aiden Hill is. So I got to give it over to the Bobcat for the work that he's putting in.
A 9-3-9 save percentage for Aiden Hill entering game number three last night. Sergei Bobrovsky, who had allowed eight total goals in the opening two games of the cup final, only two last night. And Florida picks up their first win in this cup final. So Casey Vegas still has a 2-1 series lead. You mentioned the approach for game number four tomorrow night on a Saturday in Sunrise. The Golden Knights remain a minus 270 outright favorite to win their first ever Stanley Cup in franchise history. A minute left in this segment. Casey, just how much life do you believe the Florida Panthers have in this 2023 Cup Final? I think they have enough life if they come out with the same approach as they did yesterday, which was to try to be a little bit more disciplined, not be so physical and try to outweigh like outwork their opponent, then they'll keep themselves in contention. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are not a team that you're going to outwork or physically wear out whatsoever. So I think that they need to stay disciplined, stay out of the box. They started taking stupid penalties in the second and third period. We'll see a better game, but they're going to have to come out there and play a more skilled hockey than physical hockey. And they're going to have to do it for 60 straight minutes versus just a period to tilt the ice. The Panthers, a home ice favorite for game number four tomorrow. It's minus 120 on that money line. Casey Hudson, an NHL host for Believe, and of course, an in-studio host for the Tampa Bay Lightning as well. We appreciate your time. Have a great weekend. See you, Ben. More of the morning after. Back to the NBA, up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game number three of the 2023 Stanley Cup Final now in the books. That is also the case in the 2023 NBA Finals. Three games done. Game number four on this Friday night in South Beach between the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. Of course, the Nuggets holding a 2-1 series advantage following a dominant performance in game number three on the road in Miami back on Wednesday night. A historic performance as well for Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, and that Denver organization. So we get you set for game number four by first looking at where the NBA Finals stand at this moment. We do that on this Friday on the morning after with our coach because who better than a coach to put that scouting report in place to make you a smarter sports better jay james young is here for two consecutive segments live on this friday jay it is an honor it is a privilege to have you here for two straight segments to set the stage for game number four of the 2023 nba finals man big 10 ben feel good friday summer's here you can have to be, you actually breathe the air today, which is better than the last 48 hours in this area. It's always a pleasure to be on with you, my brother. You know the beach club going to be bumping tomorrow when JY walks into that place. So, JY, before you get to the beach club, it's game number four of the NBA Finals tonight. But before we preview that individual matchup, let's look at the series overall. Game number one in Denver last thursday the nuggets prevail they cover as a nine point home favorite they win by 11. miami finds something in game number two they win 
outright as an eight-point underdog, 111-108. And then history for Nikola Jokic, the first ever 30-20-10 game in NBA Finals history. History for the Joker and his teammate Jamal Murray combined for two 30-point triple-doubles as Denver wins on the road, covering as a three-and-a-half-point favorite in game number three just on Wednesday. Jay Wise, you look at the results so far for the first three games of the 2023 NBA Finals. In your estimation, what has been the story of the series? Nuggets are the better team. And, and I'm going to say this. They've been the better team for long stretches. If you really break this down, right? Let's just break this down for a second. Game number one, Denver the better team for three to four quarters. Denver switches up their coverage on how to guard Nikola Jokic. Let him score, limit everybody else. Miami makes a big run in game number one. If you even look at game number two, take away the start of the first quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, who was the better team? The Denver Nuggets were the better team in game number two for long stretches, but the short stretches that, dom that Miami dominated was the difference in the ball game in regards to also changing and sticking to that single coverage for the Joker. Game number three... Denver was the better team, particularly in the second half. We'll talk about what we saw in the game. But to me, Denver has shown themselves to be the better team. They've shown themselves to be, honestly, the bigger and more aggressive team. You saw how much they dominated the boards in game number three. Yeah. And I'm going to say this, folks. I don't even think Denver is playing well offensively yet. KCP, mm. Michael Porter Jr. have been dreadful so far, particularly from three. If they get these two going, look out. The Nuggets as a team, JY, have not shot above 40% from three in any of these three games. In fact, there are two worst three-point shooting games where there are two victories in game number one, in game number three on Wednesday so that's really interesting though JY you say they're not even at their highest peak offensively and yet they shot 51% from the floor in game number three JY as it stands right now the Nuggets a minus 1000 series outright favorite to capture Denver's first ever Larry O'Brien trophy is this series all but done just how competitive can Miami make it they better bring it all tonight, Ben. I mean, they—they, they I mean, they have—they got to throw everything, including the kitchen sink tonight, because if this is, goes three-one heading back to Denver, Ben, it ain't coming back to Miami. Like they, they, this was the key thing that I thought was in game number three, and that's why I thought it was such a pivotal game to ask Denver to win three out of four games. If they had lost game mm. three, would have been to me too much to handle. But now up 2-1, stealing home court, Miami not playing well at home in the playoffs at points, and two of the next three games after tonight are in Denver. That's why right. you see these odds the way they are. Now, if Miami wins tonight, will it shorten the odds? Absolutely. Will it shorten the odds a ton? No, because Denver's only got one loss at home. So to me, this is one of these things where the line may, it may move a little bit. The better way to look at it is, what do you see the series ending? That is the play you're looking at right now. If you're a Denver mm -hmm. Nuggets backer, I had said before the, the, the start of the you know finals, 
I said Denver in five or six. Split your money either way. And right now it's lining up to me five or six, depending, Ben, on what happens tonight. Five games is the most likely outcome in the total games market for the 2023 NBA Finals. Even money plus 100. Six games after that at plus 210. I say foregone conclusion, JY, for the series result overall, resulting in a Nuggets championship. But I am not overlooking the Miami Heat winning another game, extending this to six or even potentially seven games. When we look at Nikola Jokic, JY, 32 points, 21 boards, 10 dimes in game number three. His second triple-double of this NBA final series, his 10th overall in this postseason, the first ever 30, 20, and 10 game in NBA finals history. Is Nikola Jokic making it crystal clear, JY, definitively that he is the best player in the association? Crystal clear. As, as clear as day, as clear as the air we can breathe in New York City. Well, it's still kind of smoggy, but you get my point, Ben. Moderate, it's yeah. definitely a lot yeah. clearer. Yes, definitely clear. <laughs> so when you when you think about it, Ben, his play has been tremendous. You know, when they were struggling down the stretch and there was this whole talk of Embiid being MVP, people were looking at the metrics, Joker defensively, so on and so forth. It's amazing how quiet it's gotten now, Ben, right? Now that Giannis gets knocked out in the first round and Bede gets knocked out in the second round and the Joker is now gone on, let's be honest, Ben, a historical run. Yeah. 30, 20, 10, unbelievable. And here's the thing you want to look at the argument, folks, is when you look at what Miami did in game number two, going to the single coverage, right? Joker got the passes out. Let's just be honest. They just weren't hitting them particularly Michael Porter Jr. Uh, and KCP, which combined to shoot a, a 3-4, I think 12, if I'm not mistaken, in yeah. game number two. So what did they do, folks? Let's go to a little bit of a coach coaching class, all right, coaching clinic. What did Denver do differently in game number three in the chess match between Spo and Malone? Denver went wing ball screen, two-on-two action, Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, and they played it that way. They got the ball, switches, throw it inside, switch matchup that they like with Jamal Murray, clear the floor, let them go to work. They played off of each other perfectly. Mm. And that's why even when they didn't shoot the ball well from three, they did not suffer because of the two-man game. So it's the fact that you look at a guy like Nikola Jokic, he's truly a chameleon, Ben. If you need him to get you 40, get you 40. You need 15 assists, 15 assists. 15 rebounds, 20 rebounds, whatever you need, he gives it to you. And I think that's what makes him so dangerous is he allows the game to come to him, but he's got a notable player in Jamal Murray who can go from Robin to Batman quickly in order to kind of take what the defense gives him. That's what makes these two such special players. And that's why we appreciate you, JY, that coaching perspective of how it all works from the X's and O's on the hardwood because it is that Denver duo that has done something no ever pair of teammates has ever done, not just in a playoff or finals game ever in NBA history. What they pulled off in game number three, each recording a 30-point triple-double, the first time in any game ever in the history of the association. So, JY, how do you describe the level of play Jamal Murray is at right now? Stop calling him Bubba Murray. Let's just, just cut it. 
Just cut the Bubba Murray talk and let's talk about Jamal Murray. I'm going to say something to, something to the folks here. And, and I want Please. people to really think about what I'm about to say. Based on how he has played and has played with the Joker, meaning using what he has at his disposal, would you take Jamal Murray or Devin Booker right now? I'd take Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, mm. James Harden. Jamal. I, I would, I know James is yelling in my ear. Here is why. His ability to play within the flow of the offense, being a willing passer and scorer, and the sheer explosiveness of what is going on is why I'm so impressed with him. When that series was on the line in Phoenix, game when he got the fifth game, this guy exploded. When he got to the Lakers in game number two, and he needed that 25-point performance in the fourth quarter, he exploded. He has just mm -hmm. taken his game to another level. And I'm going to say this. Jamal Murray's biggest issue, like Nikola Jokic's biggest issue that's been so far, is the fact that he plays in Denver. If he was in L.A., if he was in New York, if he was in Chicago, we would be talking about Jamal Murray far differently than we do him now. Also, mm. he's missed two years. Give the Nuggets their darn respect. Jamal Murray has scored 25 or more points in seven of the last eight for Denver. And as JY told you, entering game three, he's an assist machine. Ten in each of the three games of the NBA Finals so far. More JY up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the Morning app. Live right here on this Friday, but not just any Friday. It's game number four of the 2023 NBA Finals. Tonight in Miami, the Heat look to draw even in this series, but the Denver Nuggets hoping to take a commanding 3-1 series advantage. The Nugs booked as a three-and-a-half-point favorite right now on the road to do just that. We'll look at game number four in just a moment the specific plays and matchups that will define the outcome for this fourth game but back here on the morning after on this friday our coach returns it is james young jy back for a second consecutive segment jy we spent a ton of time in that first segment together looking at the series and mainly the two historic superstars right now for the denver nuggets nicole Jokic and jamal murray on the other side though the star that leads the way for miami is still jimmy freaking butler he had 28 points in game number three, his best scoring output so far in these NBA finals. But JY, he has not reached the 30-point mark in a while. In fact, he has only hit 30 or more points once in the last 15 games, dating back to that opening round set against the Milwaukee Bucks, where he scored 30-plus in four of the five, and the one he didn't, JY, it was a 25-point performance against Milwaukee. What does Miami need out of Jimmy Butler to contend for an NBA title? They need Jimmy freaking Butler to be Jimmy freaking Butler. And I'm talking about the first round Jimmy Butler that got Mike Budenholzer's fired from Milwaukee. He needs to go off. And to me, it's about the aggressiveness and the shot attempts. He talked about the lack of energy of the Miami Heat. I think he was looking himself in the mirror. He's got to get shot attempts up. The reason why he got the 28 points is the 24 field goal attempts. 
only 19 and 14 in games one and two. They need Jimmy Butler to go off on his shot. And I think what you look at is the matchup of him being guarded by Aaron Gordon has been a little bit problematic because I like trying to what Milwaukee did, which is put, uh, you know, Drew Holiday. It's the size and the athleticism and the strength of an Aaron Gordon that has become a little bit of an issue. So when you start looking at Jimmy Butler, one thing to look at is look at the three-point attempts. The last two games, four attempts, five attempts. He had gone, he had had a couple of games, games uh, seven and six, where he got four more attempts against Boston, but he wasn't shooting the three a lot like he was in the first round series. I wonder if something to look at is Jimmy Butler's three-point attempts that he gets up because maybe his concern has also been with the ankle, maybe he does not have the lift. Now, there's another thing to look at as well. When you look at Miami, it's, it's also the coverage that you're seeing out of the Denver Nuggets. They're playing drop coverage with Nikola Jokic. He's dropping off. He's getting the mid-range game up to Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy mm. Butler also has to engage the defenders a little bit. So the other thing I would look at as well is maybe Jimmy Butler's assist. It's six and a half at plus money. Maybe see if that thing comes down to five and a half at minus money and it's not crazy. Or you can just look at Jimmy Butler to get six plus assists at minus 165. That's a lot of juice. Maybe it comes down a little bit, but Jimmy Butler's got to be aggressive on that high ball screen coverage along with someone else we need to talk about a little bit more and that's Gabe Vincent can he recover from his game three performance himself Bam Adebayo has gone over that number that you see on your screen of 20 and a half in each of the first three games here in this NBA finals but Bam was just seven of 21 from the field in game number three Jimmy was 11 of 24 a combined 18 of 45 not necessarily JY the most efficient scoring performance. So let's get ready and preview and break down game number four of the 2023 NBA Finals tonight in Miami. The Heat host the Nuggets as a three and a half point underdog. 21 playoff games now for the Heat. Booked as an underdog 17 times, 12 and five against the spread. It's the lowest total, JY, at 211 we have seen throughout these NBA finals i'll ask you a two-part question jy and you'll break it down in both categories if denver wins to take a 3-1 series lead why do the nuggets do just that if miami wins how do the heat get it done well it's very simple if you're looking at denver i think you'll still see the two-man game between uh murray and and the joker but you're going to see probably more adjustments from the miami heat uh particularly if there's switches they may come with the double team a little bit quicker and for me, it's about the play of two guys, and we've talked about it last segment. It's KCP and it's Michael Porter Jr., who have neither one have shot the ball particularly well. Particularly, uh, Michael Porter Jr. sat in long stretches for Bruce Brown also because of his defensive inefficiencies. I think this is a big game for Michael Porter Jr., and I expect a breakout out of him. When you look at the other side with Miami, it, they need one or two guys to step up. And probably it's going to be both. What are we going to get out of Caleb Martin? And what do we mm. get out of Gabe Vincent? Gabe Vincent got into foul trouble in game number three. You saw it 
Then second half, kind of rushed his shot, didn't get his shot off, didn't look good. They ran him off the three-point line a little bit. Caleb Martin, who was fantastic in the last series versus Boston, has gotten off to a really slow start. But you're starting, I'm starting to think that those guys could see better play. So if I'm talking about Porter Jr. playing better, KCP playing better, Vincent playing better, Martin playing better, start lining it up, folks, and think, am I thinking under or am I thinking over? 211 is that total. We'll talk about it in just a moment. But, JY, we know the depth and the role players for both of these teams incredibly important to the outcome. Gabe Vincent, 19 or more in the first two games, just seven in game number three. Caleb Martin scored 14 or more in all seven of the games in the Eastern Conference Finals against Boston. He was under the weather for the first two games. He finished with 10 in game number three. His points prop tonight, nine and a hook. Those are the role players, JY. Let's focus on the superstars. We mentioned the Denver duo of Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, the first ever pair of teammates in an NBA game ever, not just finals or playoffs, ever in the association to each post a 30-point triple-double. What does the Joker and what does Jamal do for an encore tonight? What do they do? They try to run it back and do the same thing again. We talked about that wing ball screen action, Ben, playing the two of them together, playing off of each other with either one of them. And here's the key thing, folks. It's the rebounds and the assists working together. FanDuel posted an interesting boost in game number three. It was Joker and Murray to combine for 15 points, five plus assists. I don't think they will be giving out free money like that again. <laughs> If they do, folks, you better run to the window and take that because you'll see the two of them go off early. Now, regarding to the Joker, because he's a chameleon, I'm most worried about his points prop. I could see him going a little bit under, but he's going to rebound the ball like a madman because he's done that a great job, and he's going to find people. So the thing I'm looking at more than anything with the Joker is the rebounds plus assists. Probably should find it somewhere around 23 and a half. I think you can get to about 25 or 26, gone over in three of the last four games. And the way he has played, even the games he's missed, four out of the last seven, he's going over versus Miami. One of them, he missed by one and a half. They're going to run the offense through the Joker. Look at him getting the ball at certain spots, low post, mid post, even top of the key two-man game. But I think they're going to go to the side again and load up on that side and play two-on-two -two basketball and put our two best defenders probably on Bam and Jimmy Butler and expose them defensively. Look at the Joker's points, I mean, sorry, rebounds plus assists. And then when you get to Jamal Murray, you know, he's going to be scoring at a clip, but I think he gets slowed down as well. I think the one to look at is the assist at seven and a half plus money over three straight games. I think if I'm Miami... I got to let someone else beat me. So if I'm thinking KCP Porter going off or playing better, then who's the two guys that are going to give them the ball? Joker, I love the rebound. So that's why I'm going rebounds plus yep. assists. Jamal Murray, that's why I'm going assists, especially seven and a half at plus money. Ten in all three games for Jamal Murray and JY. The numbers are always going to be paid at a premium for Nikola Jokic, but he sails over even those high props. Ten and a half, his assist number, a number he has gone over in nine of the last 11 
for Denver, but in eight of the last 11, he has gone over 10 and a half. The only game he was under 10 and a half where he finished with double digits assists was in game number three, finishing with just 10. JY, we know one of the stories for Miami throughout this magical postseason run, they have lived, but they have also died by the three. They have shot under 35% in both of their losses, a tick above 48% in their only win of the finals in game number two. So I'll ask you like this, JY. If the Heat shoot 45% from deep tonight, does that guarantee a Miami victory? No. Because I just think you're going to get offensive improvements by, by Denver, particularly of their role guys. Now, that does look good in regards to the props, the three-point props of some of the players. You know, I can look at someone like a Gabe Benson over two and a half made threes at plus money, something that I want to look at because I think I do see, um, you know, there's too much regression in game number three. I think he's going to be much better. Uh, you can look at someone. Max Schuster is at one and a half at minus 178. Really no no value there. Caleb Martin over one and a half made three. It's a plus 118. So I'm looking at those two guys uh, at plus money for the three-point props of two capable shooters and guys that are going to knock down shots. Now, they shoot the ball 40-something from three. That gives them a better chance. But I do think Denver's a better team. But look at those two. Gabe Minton over two and a half. Caleb Martin over one and a half. Both at plus money. I think it's something that should be in your portfolio for tonight. JY, we talked about the total of this game. It's down to 2-11. and 11. It is the lowest over-under we have seen through now the four games of this 2023 NBA Finals. What have you made of the pace so far of the first three games, and what can we expect for the fourth game tonight? Well, I think one thing you got out of Denver is, is the Christian Braun effect, Brown, uh, Braun effect got them more up-tempo, up-moving, getting into passing lanes, trying to get transition. Miami wants to slow this game down. They don't have the athletic ability, but you even saw a guy like Aaron Gordon taking the ball coast to coast, second floor, second quarter, getting a dunk. Also, when you look at the fact that if we expect a close game, then we're thinking free throws, end of game, advance the ball, fouls, more possessions, so on and so forth. I think this game goes over because we talked about it. KCP plays better. Michael Porter Jr. plays better. Vincent plays better. Caleb Moore plays better then you got the facilitators like a uh, jimmy butler who's an underrated passer bam Adebayo, love over his three and a half assists love the over seven and a half assists for jamal murray a mistake before it is minus money it's about minus 130 so my correction on that but also the rebounds plus assists for nicole Jokic. so when you start adding everything i'm saying better play more pace close game over is the number i like in this game tonight up by the hook from where it was yesterday at this time. It was 210.5, now 211. Denver has won both of their games with the total staying under Miami's lone victory. Game number two, the only over we have seen here in the 2023 NBA Finals. JY, our coach, hit the fadeaway. Take us to break. Enjoy game number four tonight and have a great weekend, JY. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rounding out this opening hour of a morning after live right here 
on a Friday. Sirius XM Channel 159 all around the Sports Grid network as well. And that includes the new Sports Grid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app now available for download at the Apple App Store. You can just scan the QR code on your screen in a matter of moments. That QR code will be up there. You can scan it. You'll get it. You'll have the Sports Grid app. There it is, that QR code, that pesky little QR code. There it is. Get it. We built it up for you. Scan it. And there you have the new Sports Grid app in the palm of your hand. All of our information and data to make you a better sports better. It is smarter to be on Sports Grid. So as we round out this opening hour, we wanted to hear from you. It's a strange phenomenon that we have right now in this postseason with championships on the line in the NBA Finals and in the Stanley Cup Final. The two eight seeds out of their respective Eastern Conferences pulling off upset after upset on magical postseason runs, both from South Florida. Who has a better shot of coming back from a 2-1 series deficit? The Miami Heat in the association or the Florida Panthers on the ice? That was the question in Fade the Public. At SportsGrid TV on Twitter, which South Florida team has a better chance of coming back from its 2-1 series deficit? The Heat or the Panthers? Most of the public right now siding with Florida. It makes sense. In hockey, things are a little bit more random, it would seem, than that in the association. And Florida was able to respond at home in Sunrise last night. The overtime winner, Carter Verhage, tickling the twine for the Panthers to give them their first ever Stanley Cup final victory in franchise history. Both teams still the underdog. The Panthers a plus 230 number. It's a much longer shot for Miami to win the Larry O'Brien trophy in the NBA. It's plus 650. That does it for hour number one of the morning after on this Friday. But hour number two on a feel good Friday up next live right here on Sports.